I'm really not sure how to approach this. I guess it's the beauty of technology in a podcast. I can easily say that, hey, we're back for another episode. And yeah, that's what we are back for another episode. But the length of time between episodes is mind boggling. (laughs) How are you? I'm Jeff Stritch. This is Strictly Stritch in Time. Thanks for welcoming me into your computer, your car, your home, your device, wherever you are around the planet Earth. Now that opening, you're probably thinking, well, what is he talking about? Well, guess what? This is episode 19 of season two. Yes. Now, the problem is you've waited a long time for this episode because, and I'm just going to be open with you, the episode, episode 18, before this was recorded on November 20th, 1921. So the transition would be, I could easily say, hey, welcome back for another episode. Or I can be honest and say that it's been a little less than 10 months. But it is great to be back here. I love doing the podcast. Here we are again. Episode 19, unscripted. That's right. It's just me talking. I have some internet ready to do some research, but basically it's just me rambling. And a lot of people think that's a good thing, but I do love doing the podcast and great to be back here with you. Now, obviously a lot has happened in the last 10 months, so it's not like I don't have anything to say. And we'll touch upon, maybe we'll get into a little deeper subjects, but of course, TV music, movies, just basic entertainment. And mainly the entertainment is things that have happened in my life. And my life is never dull. Believe me. I've stated this many times, both on my radio show, and I do believe on one of the podcasts, that my epitaph will read, it was a lot of things, but it wasn't dull. And then I'll add with that, Orioles forever, because your life is never dull. And you know that there are always things that happen. If you have a partner, spouse, loved one, you're always talking. How was your day? Well, this happened. You know, know, small little stories become big because they're a part of your life. And the funnier they are, the scarier they are. Well, you're going to pass this story along to friends. And if it's not that good of a story, well, your partner, spouse, or loved one is the only one who's going to hear it. And if they know you well, they're probably going to be like, dude, just land the plane and get the story over with. (laughs) Well, I'm not going to tell any of the stories in chronological order or go over everything that's happened since November 20th, 1921, because mainly I can't remember that far. But there are things that have happened lately that are mind-boggling, and that will jar some other things that have happened (laughs) in the past. But right off the bat, um, I deal with, and I'm not going to mention names, I deal with a certain cable company. And, of course, we am broadcasting from Cleveland, Ohio. And this cable company, it's been interesting over the past oh six or seven years there's been some problems with the wi-fi some problems with cable so much so that when you call in and you're explaining the problem to them you can say to the representative the cable representative well look how many times i've called in look how many times i've called in about this issue And, of course, they're very cordial and very, very nice. Well, you know, that's great as long as you get to the crux of the problem. Now, the Internet slash Wi-Fi has been a big, big pain in the dupa, so much so that I have a 5G phone, and I have never had more than one bar in my house. 
So we called up the cable company and we get a technician uh, to come over. And I, I talked to the guy when he comes to the door and he says to me, well, I can't really do anything. And I said, well, why can't you do anything? He said, well, I was over on the other street right behind you. And there are five or six homes that have the same problem as you do. So it wouldn't, if I try to do anything or think I've corrected it, I probably won't. And that's interesting to hear from a technician who, of course, is getting paid, I don't know how much, an hour. So I've made this appointment and the gentleman comes, the technician comes and he's there for three minutes. He explains that it's a maintenance issue. Maintenance, if you're unfamiliar with cable terminology, means they have to dig into the ground or go into one of those boxes that are above ground. Yes, those still exist, at least in my neighborhood. So the gentleman explains to me that, well, he can't really do anything, and then the maintenance has to be done before anything else can be done. The maintenance work will fix the problem. So he calls the dispatch with me standing right there and says to the woman, gives the numbers, his badge number, whatever, and explains that he can't do anything. It's a maintenance issue. He's going to put in some kind of card that indicates to the dispatch that they have to set up something maintenance. I'm, not, I'm basically guessing at this. So the woman sets up who's at the dispatch says, oh, sir, when do you want to make another appointment? I have an opening for Saturday. I said, okay, great, but what if the maintenance issue isn't completed by then? Because the technician said it could be two days, could be two months. I said, that's great. That's, you know, you're giving yourself a pretty, pretty large window there covering your ass. So they set up an appointment four days later. So we have a technician who doesn't do anything, who says to dispatch, maintenance needs to be done, and sets up another appointment. Very productive for him, not so for me. So the next day, I, I need to be kicked in the head every once in a while. I've mentioned this before, and that's not literally, though a lot of people would like to do that. There are things that I have never been able to see that are right in front of me, and by that, if someone is hitting on me, I, I don't know it because I'm not really looking for it. Because if, you know, somebody is really hot, I'm thinking, well, you know, they can't be talking to me or they can't be saying all this innuendo. So it basically just goes over my head. I really, really don't pay a whole lot of attention to it. And that's what happened in this instance. I wasn't hit on. But the next day, some things began to go around my head. I was replaying what had happened the day before as I would if I was hit on, and something just wasn't right. So I called back this cable company. Woman comes on the phone, representative, very, very nice, and I get to the point where you know, I'm just frustrated. You know how you get? You're not angry. You're just frustrated. And I have to use my line, don't listen to my tone, Listen to what I'm saying. So I go over this in-depth soliloquy about what has happened. I explain to the woman that, hey, look, they're in front of you. Look how many times you've had to send a technician out. The problem still isn't done. It might be my last call to you, I say to the cable representative. So I said, well, when is this maintenance issue going to be done? And the woman's doing her computer work, and she says, maintenance issue. And I said, yes, the technician who was here set up some kind of tag through dispatch that says there's maintenance work that needs to be done. The woman says, there's nothing here. And I said, what? There's nothing there? She says, no. And I said, okay, well, this is somewhat unnerving. He made an appointment said the maintenance issue need to be, needs to be taken care of before anything can be done with the appointment. 
<laughs> I'm going to speed this up because it's so ridiculous. Not that it hasn't been already. So the woman sends me over to the dispatch. They have many dispatch representatives there. A gentleman comes on the phone, and I go through the same, same story that I've told to the woman. And then I said, well, this gentleman says that there's a maintenance issue. He's sent a ticket in is what it's called. He sends a ticket to the dispatch. And then they send the maintenance people out, and the guy says, there's nothing on here. (laughs) And I said, wait a minute, hold the bus. Hold the bus, back it up. Beep, beep, beep. You mean to tell me? That we had, I don't think he was a ghost. There was a technician here who said he couldn't do anything, who actually called the dispatch unit to set up an appointment and to put a ticket in to have this quote unquote maintenance work done. Guy says, there's nothing here. I'm very sorry. And I said, wow, I guess I'm lucky that I called. Not so much for this this technician because I'm going to file a complaint when this is all said and done, meaning the phone call, not this process. So again, I'm, I'm we're talking five or six years without correct Wi-Fi, and they said we're going to get right on this maintenance issue. So the problems that I've had with the Wi-Fi again underground with some of the above ground boxes, I don't really know technology. Believe me, there are people here that this radio station will say, no, he doesn't know technology. But whatever they've been doing, the problem hasn't been corrected. Well, now, as the first technician said, there's five or six houses behind me who have the same problem. And I'm like, wow, you know how there's safety in numbers? Well, it's kind of like they're not going to do anything when there's one person complaining. Now you have a larger number of houses. So a couple days go by. And I'm walking my dog. That's not a euphemism. You know that. And I'm looking around and I see all these yellow flags all over yards. Not just my yard. (laughs) Not just five houses away. I'm talking like 10, 15 houses away on the other cul-de-sac. Well, here I get a letter from the cable company that they're finally going to do this work. Finally going to do this work. I've been complaining for five or six years. All those yellow flags indicate where the gas lines are. They have to do all that. So remember the maintenance issue? Yeah, this maintenance issue is no longer small. It's going to take over a month. So if we go back to where we began with the story, I've gone five or six years. I now have a 5G phone. I only have one bar. So nobody's really fixed anything, and I have to continue to go on with no Wi-Fi. And by that, I mean, I'm not just mean in my house. I mean, I got to park the car outside the drive to sometimes talk, stay in the street when I'm talking to somebody on the phone. And it's very nerve-wracking when you have to explain why. So the cable company, they're always an adventure. You know that. You're Right now, you're shaking your head going, yeah, that story is good, but it's not really, really <laughs> that good. Now, I do have another story <laughs> that I'm going to offer up, but we are going to go forward with one of my favorite subjects. And I'm going to hit the M right here. And Shaggy, he's a great producer. We're looking for some kind of carnival-type music that indicates well that I'm going to talk about movies he's coming up with something right now you're hearing what he's coming up with that's what makes this special because I won't know until he sends me over the recording but he's a great producer so you're hearing that in the background and I'm going to lead into this I'm going to talk about movies for a little bit and since we have been apart I finally was able to go back to the theater. In fact, the first film I saw back at the theater was The Rise of Gru. It was a Minions movie, but it was the it was a prequel. A prequel. The Despicable Me films have a prequel and actually it wasn't bad. There were a lot of jokes that were related to adults. It was 
that was kind of fun. But most recently, I ventured to the theater to see the film Nope. That's director Jordan Peele's third film. Now, if you know the synopsis of the movie or you saw the trailer, and I'm, I'm really at a tough spot here, and I don't mean where I'm sitting and how much you know, real estate my butt is covering. No, because I don't want to give you any spoilers if you haven't seen the movie, but here's the beauty of this. You see, I really can't give you any spoilers because I still don't understand the movie. I don't understand that. Now, you know, hold the bus. I'm, I'm not the smartest person in the world. I'm not even the smartest person in this room. And right now I'm recording this in a studio by myself. And I'm not, you know, I'm not in the top probably three, four, five million. But I can analyze things after they're done, meaning TV shows or films, talk to somebody about it. Well, this film which has to do with UFOs, amongst other things, it takes place in a desert, and the background is Daniel Kulia, Kulia, I think it's the pronunciation, Kiki Palmer. They're the main stars. They play sister and brother who have inherited this ranch. And there is something in the clouds the cloud hasn't moved. Other people outside this area of the desert notice that this cloud hasn't moved. Google Earth looks down. It's blocked. They can't see, so they know it's some kind of aircraft. <laughs> well, for there, I'm not going to give you anything away. Now, here's what I can give you. <laughs> there is a secondary plot of the film, which involves a character who is a former child star of a fictional TV show. Now, this fictional TV show had a monkey in the cast. And I think the, the show was called Gordy's Home, the fictional show. Well, what happened was they show this in blurbs and well, they look at it from different viewpoints, but the monkey, for reasons that I'm not going to go into, and it was kind of a really odd reason how balloons popping goes on a rampage. Okay, now, did you follow with what I just said? The movie is about UFOs. Yes, I'm talking to you about the same film. The same movie that has a monkey that went on a rampage. Now, a good movie, or even a bad movie, if you talk about the film afterwards, well, the director has accomplished what he set out to do. He wants you to think. He wants you to discuss it with other people, to break it down, to look at this and look at that. And I've done that. Believe me, I have done that. But I still don't understand the film because I'm not going to give you any spoilers. I've basically given you the two plot lines. And again, a UFO and a monkey that goes on a rampage because of balloons that pop. A child star who survived this rampage, who is now an adult, who is part of the film and has to do with the UFO. So basically, here's where we're at. Without giving any spoilers, you got, you're trying to make a correlation between just that. A UFO and the rampaging monkey, the one on this rampage from balloons and a child star who survived this attack. That's part of the synopsis. And I still don't understand I've been talking to other people, and I, I keep saying, I don't get it. 
I can't really tell you if I like or don't like the movie because I still really don't understand it. And then there's the aircraft, and I'm not going to say anything more about the film other than it's been a while since I've had a movie that I've talked about that I honestly, I really, really don't like it. I struggled with it at times, and I really love science fiction. This is like science fiction, mystery, horror, all kinds of things garbled into one. And Jordan Peele, I know, is a good director. I never saw Us or Get Out. And I know they've got great reviews. You know, they made a lot of money. But I, I'm, I'm just not, I'm not seeing the hullabaloo. You know, everybody's going, ooh, ooh it's nope, it's his third installment. Hey, I'm wrong. I've been wrong about a lot of things. So if you've seen the film, you're probably like, dude, it's not that difficult. Well, maybe so. But I've broken it down. I looked at, you know, everything on the internet, not everything about the film. And there are things that, oh, yeah, I missed that. Oh, then there's a key part in the movie where I can't believe nobody else saw what I saw. So my rating here on Nope is, uh, nope. I wouldn't view it again. I'm just curious to know if anybody else has seen it and can offer up a review of their own or what the film is about. And, you know, maybe you can give some information. I'll give how you can contact us at the end of the show. Now, because I fly by the seat of my pants or shorts, if I'm wearing shorts and I am, and if I was naked, it would be flying by my butt. But I do have shorts on. Since I'm flying by the seat of my shorts, there are other films that I have seen. Only a couple more at the theater. I've actually been into uh, documentaries. And I'm just going to point out a couple documentaries that you should take into account. What I'm telling you that you should watch them. One is a documentary on Netflix called The Girl in the Picture. I'm just going to give you the title. Okay, you can look for yourself on Netflix. And hey, I'm not making, I'm, you know, I'm not ordering you what to do or pushing you that way. I'm just letting you know that you can check it out for yourself. There is a documentary that I watched recently this past week. It's I, There is a series of documentaries and they use Untold as the title and then they branch off from there. And I watched a documentary called Operation Flagrant Foul about an NBA referee who fixed games, made certain calls, didn't make certain calls. So, yes, he kind of you know took control of the game, which is part of what fixing means. And it's an interesting documentary because, actually, this gentleman, this referee, if you... You know, you're getting the inside story from him and the other main characters around. And this guy is not innocent, okay? Obviously, I'm telling you what he did. You haven't seen the documentary. He's not innocent, but he's not as guilty as it seems. So you can check that one out, and I'm losing my I'll probably come back to it as to what the other one was, but um, I've been watching more documentaries they're very enjoyable because it doesn't matter the subject they can no they always entertain you and we're hitting the marker again and you're going to be hearing somebody a voice you know and somebody who i've come to appreciate musically yes you're hearing it and ah what what a great voice I really do like her, and it took me a while to like her. And right now, that this is being played, that Shaggy's putting this in, he's rolling his eyes, because I'm going to d- discuss Avril Lavigne. That's right. <laughs> I told you we bounce around all over the place. Now, one of the things that I've realized is... When I finally got down to listening to, well, other forms of music in my car, other than the station that I'm on, CBW Radio, and I'm speaking about Pandora and Spotify, 
Well, I began to put my favorite channels in. Finally, had Spotify. Everybody had told me about this. Didn't Spotify just come about like two weeks ago? Yeah, that's sarcasm. Mm-hmm. I know. You're thinking I'm an idiot. Yes, I am. But no. After oh, finally breaking it down and getting pressured from oh, a certain DJ here at the station, I'm not going to mention any names, style, I did get Spotify. And I had Pandora before, but I never really got in depth listening to it. So I'm all excited. You could put these channels on. Yeah, these forms of music. Do you believe that? You break it down so it's your own channel, your own station of what you want to play from the artist. So here I am, all fired up about this. Now, you got to pay attention to my list because the way I'm going to say this, it's not written down. It's very important how I keep telling the story. So I'm making my list. We got my favorite artist, Elton John. We got my favorite band, Eagles, not the Eagles, as Big C will point out every time he mentions the band Eagles. Don Henley, my favorite solo artist. And then from here, we got, here's where it gets fun. We got, we got Katy Perry. I got the Alan Parsons Project. Yeah. One of the most underrated bands in rock history. I got Cage the Elephant. Familiar with them around this last decade extremely good i got kelly clarkson i have billy joel i have harry chapin of course another one of my favorites i have pink i have i'm going off the top of my head here i want to put a bob seger one in there but i haven't haven't just yet i've mentioned some of the stations already I've got some classical stations on there, an alternative station that's, that's, I think I have Tony Childs. Are you familiar with her? Okay. I've got Audio Slave. These are channels. And I have, oh, there's a couple other ones. Avril is a channel. And I mentioned Katy Perry. And all of a sudden, I'm putting all these channels in and I'm explaining my Spotify channels to Shaggy and to Style. And I'm like, wait a minute, hold the bus. Hold the bus. <laughs> I really do like the music of Katy Perry, of Pink, of Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> and of course, I'm masculine enough and man enough to admit this. Well, it took me a while to realize how much I like Avril Lavigne and her music. And on this Pandora station or Spotify, they were playing songs from her new album called Love Sucks, S-U-X. She's got, the album itself is only 38 minutes long. Songs are very short. Machine Gun Kelly on there. Oh, boy. Some other artists helping. You can check out who they are on your own. The album is awesome. Well, they realized that I'm a big fan. The first album, Let's Go, came out 20 years ago. 20 years ago. That is the album that had complicated on, that vaulted her into the limelight. Well, <laughs> I'm thinking, man, I really like Avril Lavigne. So now I have her all over Pandora and Spotify. Songs from the, the new album, fabulous. So then I got to thinking about this. The album is 20 years old. Now, just bear with me on this because it always seems to come back to the subject. 20 years old, the album is. She was 17 when she made that album. She's just turned 37. So she's been in the business for 20 years. Here's where things uh, get a little bit interesting. After being in the business 25 years, you are eligible for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Now, before you scoff, and I know you are, because you're thinking, wait a minute, you got Britney Spears. If you even think, or if she would be nominated, 
you got Christine Aguilera. Those are the main two I'm thinking of because the parallel, you're going to think, well, Avril Lavigne, you know, fits into those two. She would never be nominated. Well, actually, no. The debate is she's not pop. And by she, I mean Avril Lavigne. She's pop punk. Brittany, Christina, I do like their music also. Again, if you're following the pattern of a female artist that I like. So the debate goes from here. And again, I'm going to or not name a certain DJ that I've had in-depth conversations with, and that would be Style. I won't name his, I won't name the DJ, but it's Style. And we've been going back and forth because, you know, five years she'll be eligible for the Rock Hall. Now before, again, yes, I know it's a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but the definition went out the window years and years ago. They cover every genre each time there are nominations. And of course, for the inductees. And I'll tell you what, I made this comment about the Go-Go's. I watched their documentary on Showtime. And I watched it, and I thought, they're going to get nominated. They'll never get into the Rock Hall, but they'll get nominated. Well, they got nominated, and they got in. Well, again, there's separate genres. So if, if pop, eventually you're going to get a number of artists in there. Now, punk... If you if you qualify punk, I mean, you could say, you could say the Ramones, Beastie Boys, rap, probably a little bit of punk, and we got a lot of crossovers. But the, I'm letting you know that I'm a fan of Avril. So over the next five years, hopefully she'll have another album. Am I pushing for her to get nominated? Yeah, I don't even know if she, I, I don't know if she'd get in. But I guess I should say getting nominated. I've got other artists to concentrate on. Of course, trying to get Warren Zevon into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I've also said In Excess should be in. And another band, before we divert off music, Huey Lewis and the news. Uh, uh, you'd be surprised <laughs> how many lists of why aren't they in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that those three artists that I just named, how many lists that they're on. So all I do is I talk both to myself, which I'm doing right now on a podcast or when I'm by myself, not on a podcast. And I think of things, but you're feel free to discuss them. You can comment on them. You know, I'll, I'll give you the sounding board at the end of the podcast, but I, I, I certainly believe that she is eligible. I mean that she will get nominated when she's eligible in 25 years. So yeah, I'm a big, big Avril Levine fan. Huh. Who'd have thunk it? Back to my life, which at times I know I'd like to avoid it. But another thing that has happened to me, and again, there are many things that have happened over the last 10 months, but there are things that happen with that are related to cars that, just boggle the mind how many problems I've had with cars, tire problems, just taking the car back, nothing working, different mechanics. So, you now this is a couple months ago. I went to get a haircut. I'm not going to name them. Haircut establishment. And I am walking out. The haircut is complete. The haircut, I get... My nose waxed, my nose hairs, my ears, you know, it's an occupational thing. Can't have long hair there when you're listening to music or listening to yourself talk. So, yeah, I get the ear wax, the nostril wax. I don't get, uh, I don't get, don't get the eyebrows. A lot of people say that I should get them, but no, I don't. I would let you know if I did that. But I had those things done, and my haircut was done. And I'm leaving, and maybe this has happened to you. You're watching something unfold that has something to do with you one way or another. It could be something that happens, you know, at a grocery store. 
at a library or a shopping mall where you're you're there, but you're kind of on the outside. So I'm walking out the door and I notice this woman. She's in a small pickup. I'm probably not even using the correct terminology. And she keeps going backwards and then going up. And she's in the middle of two cars. Now, the parking lot area is not that big. So she keeps going back, forward, back, forward, back. There's no turn at all to show that she's making any effort to get out. She's just basically going back and forth, back and forth. So I stop for a minute and I look at my wallet and I'm not that far away from this woman and she has her window down and all of a sudden I just told you how many times she went back and forth, back and forth. Well, guess what she does? She goes back again. And it literally wasn't slow motion. There she goes, back, not that big of a distance. I have my hands apart, indicating how slow, but how fast she was going. There's my car, directly behind, parked, well, front out. The woman runs right into the front of my car. I watched the car. My car looked like an accordion. And then it comes back into its original shape, except that it was damaged. So I say to the woman, whoa, whoa, because I can't believe what's happening. I can't believe that this actually, you know, is going on. You you hear these things. Yeah, I was, I was in a parking lot and somebody, you know, backed straight out and hit me. You never think it could happen to you. Well, it happened to me. And the woman never really apologized. It, it was almost as if she does this her, her daily life. Just tries to back out of places because, well, if I was to say anything about her driving, it's that she's a terrible driver. But I'm not going to say anything about her driving or at least her backing up ability, but it sucks. So the woman is... You know, I'm never comfortable in these things. So the first thing is, of course, you have to file a police report. Well, guess what? Hey, if you haven't been into an accident recently, things are, are done a little differently. Depending on the extent of the accident, when you call in, if it's a severe accident, if two cars are involved, head on, of course. The police are going to show up, ambulances and fire trucks. But, you know, if it's the fender bender, the the police used to come out there. They'd write out the report, check the insurance cards. Hey, technology, wonderful. Right? Wonderful. Now you call the police. They're like, what happened? What happened? Okay. You don't need to send anybody out there. I mean, we're not going to send anybody out there. There you go. So you take a picture of the insurance card. They take a picture of yours. You kind of write down what happened. You take down the insurance company's numbers, and which I think I just said that. And there you go. No police. No police reports. <laughs> so I said to the woman, I hate to ask this. And the woman says, you're not going to ask for money. And I said, no, but I, I would like to get, you know, I would like your insurance woman says oh okay now if you've had any kind of accident with your car what is a little bit tiny fender bender these days depending on where it's hit is a lot of money so she hit the front of my car by backing into it and i looked at and i said oh okay well i got this 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 here shouldn't be too much her insurance will cover it it was over $3,000. A lot of that is t- taken in the mechanic and how much they get paid by the hour. So I have learned now not to park near anybody. Because other uh, the other fact is I've got, I think, a shopping cart's banged into me. I have like two little, well, not really little, but not big, you know, dents in the car. And I'm thinking, when did I do this? When did I do that? So I park far away. 
wherever I go now. So I went back to that place to get a haircut one more time. I was told that was ridiculous because that particular branch in that city is not really that good. And I parked way far away. And then I said, well, geez, I shouldn't even go to this place anymore because the girl actually wasn't giving that good of a haircut. So the accidents, they'll happen. With me, with cars, I could get a new car tomorrow. I'm not going to. And bam, something will happen to it. It's just, it always works out that way. And when you get a rental car, you're like, hey, this is great. Look what I got. I drive a Honda Civic Sport. I got a Toyota Accord. I'm thinking an Accord. Well, the sporty version of the Accord, whoa, Nelly, sweet Lorna Dune. That thing moves on the high. Not that I was going fast on the highway. <clears throat> Not that I was going fast, but the car moves very, very fast, at least in my mind, but not that it was going really fast. One day with a rental car, you're like, hey, great. Then one day after that, you're like, I want my car back. So it took like five days. But anyway, it's it's just a pain. It's It's just a nuisance. The TV show Jeopardy. Here we are after, oh, what? A year? Over a year when Alex Trebek passed and then the show just completely after the tragic death, passing of Alex Trebek, just went in upheaval. Series of guest hosts. And then they didn't really choose anybody. They went to Ken Jennings, who won like $17 million on the show. And then Miambe Bialik. Of course, from Big Bang Theory, we won't even mention Blossom. Well, they had to decide between those two. After all that they went through, deciding these guests host ratings going down, they had people doing all kinds of weird stuff on there. They came down to those two, and guess what they did? They named them co-hosts. So Jeopardy, I, I think it's taken its lumps, and you never know until somebody's gone. Of course, if it's in a relationship, that's the most important thing. But I know people really get attached to game show hosts and you know TV people. And if, if it's part of your life, if you've watched the program for a while, and Alex Trebek was on for a while, yeah, the passing is a little bit of a kick in the groin. And then things, you know, things take a while to get back to normal. The show will never be the same. Ken Jennings, now the host, and also Mian Bialik just also does some hosting. Now that I realize that I've said that, I don't think I've watched an episode of Jeopardy. Even since I started talking about Jeopardy after Alex Trebek's passing. I don't know if that's a sad state of affairs that I haven't watched it, or I haven't watched it, and yet I'm still talking about it. I'll let you be, I'll let you decide <laughs> that one. Um, and, you know, it's just funny. The, the things that happen to you in life. Unfortunately, um, I must mention this, and I mean it gets somber. Um, there was an episode, and that I did. Then it was a Facebook Live episode with a gentleman by the name of Dave Glick. He was a friend slash DJ. Got to know him from another station. He came on. And you got to check out the episode. Oh, I know the title. Yeah. All you need to know is Dave Glick is the guest. And it is an hour of absolute jocularity. The hour consists of Dave being hilarious, me laughing as I'm conducting this interview, Shaggy here in the separate studio on the mic, laughing along. He was participating in the interview. And then when Shaggy wasn't participating, I can still hear him laughing during the interview. And it was just a fabulous. I would listen to it in my car. I know it sounds self-serving. 
but I listened to it in my car and I really laughed. There's a couple other episodes that I would listen to um, when I had uh, Jay Remy on two different episodes. And I don't really listen to my podcasts all the time because, you know, I can hear myself ramble when I talk to myself, even when it's not being recorded. Well, this episode with Dave Gluck, absolutely fabulous. And over the course of the next six months, uh, Davis at that time was suffering um, from, he had cancer. And he was beating it. And that was, I can't, you know, you can look up when we did that episode. I think it was in February. When my birthday rolled around in June, this is June of 2021, and I don't have many friends, so not many birthday wishes other than my daughter and family. And I get a phone call. And again, my my phone company. Kind of weird. I get calls that come in or don't come in. Then I get voicemail messages that are left that I don't get for three or four days later. Somewhere along the lines, I got a phone call from... Dave Glick with birthday wishes. And I didn't get the message till three days later. And I was so excited. And I called him up and I said, Dave, actually, I just left a message. I said, Dave, I apologize. The message, never got the message. Thank you for the birthday wishes. And, you know, hopefully... We can talk soon. Well, we did talk. And then a little bit of time went by. And out of the blue, this is in December of 2021, I get a text from Dave and he's, Jeff, I had such a great time on your podcast. Can we do that again? And I text back Dave, of course. It was a great episode. Loved it. Let's set it up. He said, Okay, it'll be a couple weeks. He was still suffering. He was under the weather. And this is the first week in December. I was all excited. Three weeks later, I get a text from another DJ friend of mine. It says, Dave Glick died. And I was floored. Literally floored. Very good relationship with this gentleman. He was a great DJ, very funny, not only on the air, but off the air, knew his stuff. Again, I I just, you know, I'm not, there's no percentage I get, but just check out that episode. It's called All You Need to Know is Dave Glick is the Guest. Well, oddly enough, you you would think that that I'm not sentimental. Actually, I am. I'm very sentimental. I'm very sensitive. I still have the voicemail message that Dave left on my birthday from 2021. I still have a text message from another DJ friend who died tragically from a heart attack. I mentioned what Dave suffered from. And I had spoke to, texted this gentleman a day before His tragic event happened. Still have that text. And I do keep other things of, you know, people who are important to me who send important texts. My daughter, the few friends that I have. I keep those. But check out that episode with Dave Gleck. You will not be, you will, you will be laughing. Let me just, let me just say that, that, and I don't know why that came to me. Again, this, this is, you know, it's unscripted. And things come, you know, ideas come into my head. Can't, can't fight them off. Thoughts come into my head. Can't fight them off. Pew, pew, pew. There they are. Ooh, got this. Oh, there's another one. Haven't thought of this one. Haven't thought of that one. So check out that episode and remember, and I'm going to tell you this right now because I'm going to head towards the closing of this episode, even though I've many other things to discuss. (laughs) Well, who knows? Maybe I will. 
discuss a few more of those things. But I've mentioned the episode uh, that you you should listen to, and I'll tell tell you how to do that and what format when we get to the end of the podcast. Now, of course, when you talk about a subject like I just did to friends passing away to make the transition, I either have to be really, really funny, attempt to be funny, (laughs) or, you know, keep the conversation very, very somber. And I I don't really want to do that. But I will mention this. Since the last time I did broadcast, we were at the tail end of what I have dubbed the nightmare. And you know what I'm talking about. Give it a name, you give it life. We're at the tail end of that. We've gotten through that. But over the last 10 months, things have changed. Now, we've had boosters. I think we had boosters right around that time. And we have other vaccinations that are necessary for it. But I'm still puzzled by certain things. That when people wear masks, it's your decision to wear a mask. This isn't any kind of debate with that, about that. But I often wonder why people wear masks while they're by themselves outside with nobody else around. Just a thought. Again, I'm not being critical of anybody. I'm just, you know, give that some thought. Now, it's about entertainment here, but I said I'd give it a little bit more of a, <clears throat> a little bit of an oomph. Okay. Yeah, we'll get... We'll get serious with some subject matter, and we're going to. Again, this took place, I don't know exactly when the trade was made, but the Cleveland Browns, local American football team here, I am not a Browns fan, though I live here. Well, the Browns, who've been chasing that elusive Super Bowl, as all teams do, and I think they will eventually win. They had Baker Mayfield at quarterback, if you're a football fan. Boy, oh boy, they loved him here. Loved him. Came along as a rookie, just, you know, set the, set the city on fire. The next year he got hurt. Not so good. And the year after that, he was great. People were like, hey, he's got an extension coming up next year. Well, last year, he was beaten and battered. Shouldn't he even have been playing. He was so hurt. He did, and at the end of the year, the Browns failed to make the playoffs. They made them the year before. And Baker Mayfield was up for an extension. Well, the Browns traded him. Actually, they didn't trade him at this point. But the Browns made a trade for a quarterback named Deshaun Watson, who was the quarterback of the Houston Texans. Now, Watson had sat out the year before Because, well, part of it, a lot of people say, was a holdup. But actually, he had been accused by a number of massage therapists of, well, let's just leave it this way, exposing his junk, amongst other things. And it turns out that it's not one massage therapist. It's not three. It's not four. It's not seven. It turned out that it was over, over, well, originally, I think it was 44, 44, 44 women accused him. Watson said, no, 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 I'm innocent. So he sat out the year last year when he was with the Houston Texans. And then they brought him, they brought him back. He was able to play. The Browns traded for him. What a trade. Houston, a terrible team. They get three first-round draft picks. Picks from other years. Now, Deshaun Watson... You think he's the loser out of this? He comes to the Browns and gets uh, its $350 million contract. For I don't even know the years. I'm not a big a contract person. But the mo- $270 million guaranteed, if you know anything about <laughs> football, when there's a contract, you see these the, the numbers are huge. Hey, $250 million. And then you look real closer and they say, 10 is guaranteed. This guy, $160 million for seven years. Eight is guaranteed. Look at this guy, 
150 million. 150 million dollars for seven years. Seven. Only three million of that is guaranteed. The rest, if you're just done, you're done. The guaranteed money is the key to the contract. 250 million thereabouts guaranteed money from a guy who is accused of doing these, uh, I don't even want to term it, uh, sexual abuse. I guess you could, but for what he did, I said showed his junk. And when the Browns traded for him, people in this city, we've got a franchise quarterback. Do you believe this? We have a franchise quarterback. This guy's only 26 years old, sat out last year. Look at the numbers he put up before that. We've got a quarterback for a while. Well, then you have a, you have a public relations nightmare. And then you got Jimmy Aslam and D. Aslam, the owners of the Browns, saying, well, we checked with our daughters, and they said it was okay that we made the trade. Now, I don't know if that story is necessarily true. But there are things I would question about what the Haslams did there, the fact that they're bringing their daughters into this, asking their opinion. But it has caused a big rift here with people who have been Browns fans for years who just cannot believe that the Browns traded for this guy. Now, Watson said, I didn't do any of this, didn't didn't do any of this. Well, then he settled. All the lawsuits, all but five. He still claimed he didn't do it. He went to a press conference and said, well, I, I, I was, you know, I do like women. I didn't mean to, you know, cause anything, you know, cause any problems, but he never apologized. Just kept saying, you know, I like women. I would never hurt, but he never apologized to the victims at all. So just recently, a couple of weeks ago, the Cleveland Plain Dealer came out with an article. Yes, that's a newspaper. And yes, I read it. And the columnist said, columnist said, um, quoted, interviewed a woman who's a m- member of the National Football League. Oh, let's just say I won't get in depth. You could find this online, but she's part of an advisory board. It's a, it's a pretty big position she's in. And she came out and said, he's playing us. He said, Deshaun Watson is playing us. Just saying the right things. He gets the money. So it's kind of I'm giving you, telling you what happened. Where am I on this? It's tough. I'm not a Browns fan. So if I say anything, it sounds like I'm just badgering the Browns. And then if I don't say anything, well, it sounds like I'm not taking stance well the browns maybe you know maybe they say a deal with the devil maybe they shouldn't have done it if they win a super bowl everybody will forget it so that's a dilemma a moral and ethical dilemma watson suspended 11 games i'm sure some point during one of my podcasts i'll talk about when he returns because when he returns to play for the browns guess who the team he plays against the first game yeah, his old team, the Houston Texans. Imagine that. You think that game will be televised nationally? Do you think? Yeah. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> On that note, we're going to wrap it up here. And I'm going to cover a lot of ground here because things have changed at CBW Radio. They've changed in big ways, in positive ways. We broadcast live radio station from Cleveland, Ohio. We also broadcast live from just outside of London, England. How many stations have that? How many stations can you do you know of? And believe me, this will you know this will become a bigger deal. But uh, old friend Big C, now good friend Big C and some co-hosts and other individuals, they broadcast live from London. We have two stations. We have a station. We have two studios. In fact, Shaggy went to London to set this up, and he was over across the pond, as we Americans like to say, and he did a show over there with Big C. 
So, we got DJs on all over the place. Okay, I'm on 7 a.m. to 12 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. That's Monday through Friday. You can check out the schedule of everybody else on our Facebook page, cbwradio.com. Go to that. You can learn about the station, show schedule, request songs. You can purchase merchandise. You can listen live. You can suggest things. Yeah, it's our new website, cbwradio.com. And of course, we've got CBW Production Company, where you can find all the podcasts, a number of them besides this one. Again, this is episode 19, season two. Took a while to do it, but yeah, we did. (laughs) We were able to get it done. So you can catch all these old and new episodes on many social media platforms. And it's been a long time since I've said the list. Shaggy didn't give me the list, so I'm just going to name a few. We got um, iTunes. We got Spotify, we got Anchor, we've got Radio Podcast, uh, and there's like three or four others. Check those out. So please give it a listen. I'm glad to be back. Thank you for coming back to join me for fun. And remember, when you listen to this, the episode title has nothing to do with what I've talked about (laughs) during the course of this show. I gave you all the info that you needed. The next time you hear my voice on this podcast will, will be the next time one of that you listen to one of my podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. This has been Strictly Stretch in Time. I'm Jeff Stretch. Be safe. Be happy. Be proud. Peace. Yeah, that's the way we do it. It's been a while, but yeah, that's the way we do it. <laughs>